0: Mic check, mic check, one, two, mic check, mic check, one, two, a taste to consider podcast. I pulled over once while I was acting up Honey, while I'm headed to Sonoma I am turning down no fades No, I don't need any soldiers Ay-ay-ay. I might fly you down to
1: Florida tonight Miami where the water stays warm
2: Maybe we can do what we like Maybe we can do what we
0: want It's <laughs> <This> is <I> safe sticking and air Podcast air. to consider a podcast Taste to Consider Podcast Yes indeed It's a Taste to Consider Podcast We back for another episode Man We back for another episode of Taste to Consider Podcast I am your host, Dirk Silver The taste of a Taste to Consider Podcast Let's go It's a taste to consider podcast I'm your host, Dirk Silver And we back Back for another episode Yes indeed, we back for another episode I know I said I wasn't going to (laughs) take no weeks off But hey man, it's the summer Life is happening Shit is happening (laughs) But yeah, I'm back for another episode Uh, a week late i swear man just one week throws me off one week make it feel like i've been gone for like a month or something but yeah we here for another episode um i'm gonna start this episode off differently than i normally start the episodes off y'all know i normally start the episodes off with um the blacky black woke segment, but I won't do that this episode, cause I don't even know if I'm going to get into the blacky black woke segment. Honestly, I'm tired of, I'm side tired of seeing the same shit, tired of talking about the same shit. I mean, shit. Honestly, that's pretty much like all the topics. Honestly, you know, what I'm saying a lot of the shit just get repeated or whatever, especially if you active on social media, and um. I had to leave social media alone for a while. I haven't been active on that junk for like um, a week and a half, probably two weeks. I don't know. I haven't been keeping count. It's funny because, you know, having an iPhone and they let you know your screen time and stuff like that. I got the alert. I think it was yesterday. And they said my screen time went down like 12 or 15 percent or something like that because my ass ain't been on social media. I just been, you know, what I'm saying just taking a break from it. like. I, I have my uses for social media, but overall, uh, social media just ain't... I don't feel like social media is healthy for me. Or at least I just need to learn how to start taking more consistent breaks. Um, Which I was doing the uh, past few years, but I got caught up. As You know what I'm saying? I got caught up, yeah... <sighs> Social media just ain't healthy for me at times I mean, I'm pretty sure uh most people who are self aware understand what I'm saying, but yeah, it's just not healthy for me sometimes like majority of the <laughs> majority of the issues in in my life whether it be um mentally internally or with uh like relationships and stuff like that the negative shit is all come from social media. Social media is just a funny a funny uh thing, but yeah. Um and I honestly don't know when I'm going to get back on on social media. Like I was thinking about it like over the past couple of days when I was um uh, putting my show together and I was sitting there thinking like, you know what I'm saying? What's the point of me recording if I can't, you know, um promote or whatever? But I had to keep telling myself, I'm like, just just record, just record, you enjoy doing it, and honestly, one of the things that kind of turn me off from recording sometimes is fucking social media, honestly, and I just say it to myself, just just keep recording because either way, you know what I'm saying 'cause i don't really I don't really pay attention to who you know what I'm saying, who listens and who doesn't as far as numbers statistic wise um of course, I know um certain people who listen because you know um we have conversations and people hit me up tell me you know i'm saying good show and all this other stuff or um if they want to hear me talk about certain things yeah but numbers wise i've never paid attention to my numbers with my podcast because just knowing who i am and in the place that i that i've been in the past when i first started my podcast and stuff like that is it wouldn't be beneficial for me to even pay attention to the numbers Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm, I don't even, I'm just like, obviously I use social media. I have used social media for topics and stuff like that, but the way my mind works and, um, how I pretty much go about my days or whatever, reading and, um, on YouTube, stuff like that and whatever, I always got something to talk about. Um, it's like, I got so many, um, Shows and topics that have been sitting on the back burner because, you know, what I'm saying the the world we live in today with social media should be popping like every few seconds, every minute where, you know, what I'm saying I can't get to some of the things that well, i ain't going to say I can't get to. I'm not making time for. Obviously, I'm not making time for certain things because the way information is moving today with social media but yeah um i don't know so like honestly like i've been trying to think like so if i just keep recording and you know what i'm saying i'm not going to promote on social media then how i'm going to get new listeners and you know what i'm saying engage with with people and stuff like that but i just like man fuck it you know what i'm saying my my health my mental health and all that other stuff is way more important than you know being worried about you know getting new listeners and engaging and really not knowing how my engagement is 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 really working with the promotion that i've been doing and honestly a lot of you know the listeners and a lot of the um attention that i get from my podcast comes from me actually having conversations like real really socializing with people com- you know what i'm saying having conversations with people and i would be passing out my cards and stuff like that i leave my cards places and you know what i'm saying i get feedback from that and and other people you know what i'm saying all the connections that i've made with with people um um and them sharing my podcast and, you know what I'm saying, inviting me on their platforms and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then, honestly, you know what I'm saying, the way like the way social media works, social media can be gone in a minute. Like as much as social media goes down and stuff like that. Social media really isn't shouldn't be the like the main your main source of um advertisement marketing or engaging with people and stuff like that because at any moment that shit can be gone and we've seen plenty of times where you know these um social media sites go down and then you know what I'm saying all this influx of people's pages getting hacked and stuff like that so yeah uh basically what i'm saying is i'm i'm detaching myself from that being my only source or or detaching myself from that being a focus of my um my engagement, my you know what I'm saying, my promotion and marketing for my podcast or whatever. Because even that and it just might just be this whatever moment that I'm in right now, whatever um path I'm walking right now in my life or whatever that I that I do need to take a step away, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm pretty sure I will get back on there at some point, but yeah. Um, but yeah, let me get into the show. Um, let me see. (sighs) I didn't do my traditional outline where I wrote it out. I just stuck with a phone. Like, I just been totally off, turned off with a lot of things or whatever. Just feeling kind of like trying to do something, you know what I'm saying, do differently than my normal routine. Um, but man, I was watching, um. Menace to Society the other night, a couple days ago, and I haven't watched that movie in years, right? I'm sitting here watching this movie, and I'm thinking to myself, man, if Menace to Society came out today, that shit would be on Tubi. Menace to Society is an awful movie, (laughs) and it's crazy that nobody really paid attention to this when it came out back in the 90s. Minister to Society is an awful movie. <laughs> the acting in that Joan and everything. That Joan, like I've watched some Tubi movies before. I ain't going to say I, t- I fully watched Tubi movies before. But I've, you know what I'm saying, watched it enough to the point where I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm over this shit. <laughs> I mean, Minutes to Society, if it came out today, that shit would be a Tubi movie. That movie is horrible. I'm sitting here. In my reclining shed, watching Minnesota Society. I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? But I got so deep into it, and I'm looking at how awful the acting and stuff is. I'm like, man, just finish, finish the movie so you can just confirm what, what your feelings are. Because I really haven't watched it in a, in a while. In some in a long time. Um and it had me thinking like. Boys in the Hood was just, just totally better than Minister Society, and I remember, um, like back in the day when both those movies came out or whatever, and people used to always compare it and stuff like that, and yeah, Minister Society, <laughs> that shit was awful. <laughs> that was awful, man. That John belongs as a Tubi movie for forever, like. Even though it came out back in the day, put that joint on Tubi and leave it there. <laughs> oh man, that's the movie and TV review I got for you. <laughs> but um, it was something that I've been thinking about for a while. I mentioned it on, I've talked about. Well, I ain't gonna say I talked about it. I mentioned it on the podcast several times before. Um, you know, uh. Uh, I follow a lot of um, quote unquote. Hold on, excuse me. First burp. I follow a lot of quote unquote spiritual people and stuff like that on social media, YouTube, all that other stuff. And over the past couple of years, I think I think it started around uh, twenty twenty. Uh, you know a lot uh, a lot of the talk um was that we in the time of the divine feminine and stuff like that and i've mentioned it before on the podcast um and a lot of like spiritual people talk about quote-unquote spiritual people quote-unquote um um astrology people whatever right um (laughs) But I was sitting there thinking like, you know, um, the divine feminine energy, divine feminine energy. And I was just paying attention. Like I'm real analytical. I analyze a lot of things. I pay attention to a lot of things. And I was paying attention like they talking about this divine feminine energy. We're in this time of divine feminine energy. And then I started to look back and think back on things and like. But I've been seeing, but that was around a time when I was seeing a lot of, like, men pop up and were being more outspoken, more vulnerable and stuff with how they felt about themselves, with their lives and relationships, women and stuff like that. And I'm still processing all of this and still trying to, you know what I'm saying, work through all of this in my mind where I should be writing the shit. I was thinking about that early today. I should be writing it. But. I was sitting here thinking, I was like yeah um if if this is the case, you know what I'm saying, we in this time of divine feminine energy, but then you see all of this all of these men coming out and speaking their truths and and all that other stuff uh, I mean, this is when like that was around the time when Kevin Samuels started getting real popular like twenty twenty and you seen more men popping up with podcasts um and you know what I'm saying being. Um, showcased or promoted or whatever on social media and stuff like that with their video clips and stuff and not saying that every message was you know i'm saying a, a positive message or productive message or something like that but what i came to realize this is just my perspective is that yeah we may be in this time of divine feminine energy or whatever and i see a quote-unquote contradiction but maybe it's not a contradiction maybe this time of divine feminine energy and you seeing all these men popping up with their podcasts or or their platforms or whatever they whatever platforms that they're using to speak their truths or speak their opinions or whatever. Maybe that is part of that divine feminine energy is bringing back the balance to things or whatever, you know, because, you know, majority of the time, you know, men aren't vocal about how they feel, um, their truths and all that other stuff being vulnerable. Right. But you've seen the influx of it happening around this time when the quote unquote divine feminine energy era or whatever they want to call it is is around. So I started thinking to myself, maybe that you know what I'm saying, that is happening because that the, the this time of divine feminine energy is trying to bring balance back to, you know what I'm saying, the energy overall in in the world or or maybe even like in the the black community or whatever. Cause that's that's mainly where I see see it happening mostly or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Where more uh black men are stepping up and speaking uh, being vulnerable and stuff like that. Whether positive or negative, I'm not saying all the things that all these clips that's being broadcast on social media is productive or positive because they definitely not. Some of the stuff is redundant. But I think it's kind of like a starting point for uh a lot of guys to actually open their mouths and be not be afraid to actually say what they, what they feel. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Me just thinking about it. Cause like today in society, like it to me, and this is, these are just my thoughts over the past few days that um I feel like this feminine energy is, is interpreted wrong. And since it's being interpreted wrong, it's being, um, it's being displayed wrong or inaccurate. Um, You know, we keep hearing all this, you know, uh, women power and all this other stuff or whatever terms are out here these days. I don't, I can't keep up with them but you see it as it being overly sexual, hypersexual, you know what I'm saying? And I think that this if you're thinking about divine feminine energy, that's supposed to be divine. I only I you know what I'm saying? I try not to go go to the spiritual or religious aspect all the time, but if you think about divine, you think, you know what I'm saying, it's connected to God. But I think it's being like misinterpreted. And I think a lot of women are looking at it like, you know, um, I'm, I'm in my feminine, you know what I'm saying? I'm being comfortable in my feminine energy and all this other stuff. And it's just it's being misinterpreted and being displayed in a totally r- wrong way. And it's almost like now that it's being misinterpreted. And displayed in, in a hypersexual way or overly sexualized way that now is being overly indulged by the public, society, to the point where now it's, it's, it's far from balanced. You know what I'm saying? It's nowhere near balanced. Like when you think about um, certain things uh, you have. Just the duality of things. You have your heart and colds, your um whatever do whatever dualities. I can't um I'm having um I'm just losing my mind. <laughs> I ain't gonna say I'm losing my mind, I'm just losing my, my train of thoughts right now. But just the duality of things. You know what I'm saying? You have your your dualities, your 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 balance points where you have heart and cold, um strong and weak. Etc, cetera, etc cetera. But those things can be um They they can go to the extreme And I feel like, you know what I'm saying This, this quote unquote Feminine energy that people are Thinking is divine Is being misinterpreted And is being Like overindulged or overly displayed to an extreme of feminine energy because it's overly sexualized and stuff like that and i feel like in my eyes that this divine feminine energy or whatever is is being tested is trying to it's like a battle it's like Things are being pulled back like this divine feminine energy is bringing out the vulnerability and the, the outspokenness of men. And when it comes to relationships, women and their feelings and stuff like that, men are starting to, quote unquote, fight back or whatever, so to speak, fight back for their feelings and stuff or their 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 self-respect, so to speak. But. um, You can see it like a lot of a lot of things in the in the um that's going on in the in the country and in the world or whatever with um women's identity so to speak being taken away or whatever that's another extreme like because you can have extremes on both sides you they got you know uh people out here saying just totally canceling out the term woman and uh what a woman has always been in society as far as giving birth and stuff like that and changing it to a birthing person or whatever term that they use and stuff like that. So you're seeing like this, this hyper feminine energy is all over the place in the world and it's causing like a lot of confusion and on, on, on like all, all areas or whatever. And it's weird because like when you think about a man and a woman coming together having a child, a man provides the seed and the woman provides the egg. So they're both working together. Those are dualities, right? They're the seed and the egg. They're working together. But this whether it's plan a planned agenda or a planned narrative or whatever is like stuff is just being pushed to be hyper feminine and extreme feminine and it's not divine is of of the world and even with like you know what i'm saying with the masculine energy you have the masculine energy like for years the masculine energy has been so to speak years decades centuries or whatever that masculine energy has been the the dominant force in the world or whatever but that masculine energy wasn't divine it was misinterpreted as well to be competitive and to um work against your fellow man and all this other stuff um if it's supposed to be divine it should be men building foundations of things and if it was divine feminine, then it would be the women being the makers, you know what I'm saying? The the holding the makers and the I'm trying to think of the word, the correct word. But just, you know what I'm saying? Once the men lay the foundation for things, then the women the women um nurture and 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 make uh something much more of the foundation. And you know what I'm saying, though to to me that's pretty much what the divine is of the masculine and feminine energies and just going back to the like the the birthing the making of a child part the man provides the seed which is the foundation and the woman nurtures and makes the 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 baby you know what i'm saying what comes from that and but that's like totally lost in in the world that we live in today <laughs> you know um but i feel like the the masculine energy um, is is trying to fight this hyper-feminine energy that's out here that's being disguised or interpreted as the div- divine feminine energy. Because divine feminine energy should have nothing to do with, with uh, sex, you know what I'm saying? Because it's more to a woman than just, you know what I'm saying, ass and titties. But we interpret that as being... Yeah, we. I'll say we. Because I ain't going to act like I'm not, you know what I'm saying, affected by it or not. Because that's another reason why I was like, social media is just weird. Social media is weird and it's just just annoying at this point. Because everywhere you go on social media is ass and titties everywhere. Ass and titties everywhere. It's like everything is hyper-sexualized. And I don't want stuff like that to affect me or like i I see how it affects the world and i don't want that type of stuff to affect me as well um but men definitely play a part in that hyper sexualized stuff like when i was talking about you know um over the years and decades or whatever when men were when that masculine energy was when there was hyper masculine energy and that's you know what i'm saying men started pretty much started this or whatever and then women took it and ran with it and claimed it as it being you know i'm saying quote-unquote divine feminine energy or whatever so here we are now on this seesaw trying to find balance or whatever and it's just it's just crazy whatever because it's like ass and titties everywhere i'm like bruh like that shit ain't even it's not even sexy no more. It's not even arousing no more. It's like goofy. It's like a it's like a a character. Like a lot of women out here are being characters of themselves. But then a lot of these dudes are falling right in the trap being thirsty or whatever and, and, and pushing it. It's like to the point now where women don't even care what men think or whatever. They just trying to keep up with other women. Or who got the biggest ass in cities in or whatever. Or who can wear the skimpiest outfits and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like in in this world that we living in today, we are totally, we're just totally unbalanced. We like on both sides, there are extremes. Total extremes on both sides with these energies. And um, these agendas are being pushed to keep it that way because we ain't getting back to what the actual divine energy is um we just focusing on you know conforming to the world and and getting you know what i'm saying making sure we getting those those feel good feel good moments or whatever because that's all it is these feel good moments or whatever based off of this energy that we we putting out there or whatever or we're receiving but yeah that was just something that i was just sitting around thinking about like uh <laughs> my mind be my mind be round. I should have wrote this shit down. I could have had it better. Um, um, <laughs> I could have been able to um, verbalize it better. But it's all good. I I like kind of processing things in my mind and at the same time speaking on them. But yeah, it's it's wild out here. Let me see where I'm at. Like I said, I'm not gonna start off at the Blacky Black woke segment. Um, I didn't do my traditional uh outline where i wrote it down but i still have everything lined up in my phone but we'll see if i actually i'm probably going to talk about it i don't even know why i'm sitting here lying to y'all y'all know i'm going to talk about it (laughs) i wouldn't be me if i didn't talk about it but um yeah uh let me see where i'm at okay so i came across this clip of course this is a viral clip it was on one of those uh um divisive ass pages that display themselves as something other just this just, just like that divine feminine energy shit you know what I'm saying is it's it's the page spiritual word on um Instagram that page how you got that I will continue saying how you got that that site that's the name of your your page or whatever but you just be be displaying some of the most ratchet ass shit <laughs> like the most decisive divisive ass shit out there or whatever granted i follow them because i pick up content from there honestly but i mean and that's and that's honestly like so i'm part of the problem right <laughs> same thing with the shade room and shit like that like i'm part of the problem just like you know what i'm saying because if if people weren't paying attention to that stuff they 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 wouldn't have no reason to post it but i use it i use some of this stuff for content when i come across it but um yeah, so this is a viral clip that went went around. Um, it's five minutes long, so I'm gonna play the clip, let it run through, and then we discuss it after. And I might go through the clip again and just talk about certain points of it. But I thought it was important. I thought this clip was very important because um it speaks to a lot of the things that I talk about on this podcast and just period, like on my blog, um and. When I have speaking engagements and stuff like that, like the foundation of your mental health, your mental and emotional health starts from your parents. And this clip um, speaks to that. Uh, and um, I forgot, like I haven't been um, on social media and a- advertising shit, but uh, I have a new blog post up on greatest. I am blog dot com. Um, I am a master. Uh, check it out. Um yeah so to the clip well do you
3: want your you parents parent, to you. be your best friend and what does it look like i mean we want to we want to hear what you say she, somebody's over here
4: smiling coming up so in my house um with my mom it was always everything was up for discussion everything was up for discussion because my mama is, she a real understanding person. So it was literally a conversation I had growing up with me. I'm a real knowledgeable person. I like to know a lot of stuff. So I literally, so the way I would come across and say things, she'll be like, I know you're not coming from a a standpoint of um, you trying to be disrespectful to people, but some people don't understand you how I understand you, so you might have to correct yourself. So I literally had a conversation with my mom. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you stuff and stop me when I get disrespectful. I express my feelings, but that don't happen with everybody. And so when I was standing up here and you guys were like, don't belittle your children, but the whole statement of you're not on my level, level, sounds like belittlement to us. It's saying you're not as, you don't have as much value as me, you're not as important to me, you don't put up what I put up, so you can't have a say so in what we do, mm-hmm. you don't pay bills, you don't, you don't own this house, you don't pay for nothing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, and it's it oh, good. and it,
3: <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead,
4: and, when you make when you bring up the stuff that you do for your children it makes us feel like a burden it makes us feel like i can't wait till i grow up so i don't have to be a burden to you anymore if you say it's like it's like when you was like when people be like your parents had a life before you it makes you feel like i made you so miserable and bitter and like i just don't want to be here anymore because you don't want me to be here anymore so why should i be here and put my best foot forward if the person who gave birth to me and made me come in this life doesn't want me how am I supposed to look at somebody else for love if I feel like I'm not getting love at home? What do you do when you want to have somebody to talk to, but they, they like, You can't talk to them. You go to somebody else to talk to and that's not who you want us to talk to. How am I supposed to come and talk to you and you don't listen to me but somebody else may listen to me But they not go treat me how you want me to be treated. You love me, but you don't show it But they don't love me, but they act like they love me. So I'm going to go to the person that acts like they love me and not the person who (laughs) I'm going to go to the person who acts like they love me because when you when you grow up like this, and you grow up with people who emotionally stunt your growth, you go looking for other people and you insecure. You go looking for other people for sex, for people who gonna tell you, oh you're pretty. That's why the first person to tell you you're pretty, I'm glad my mama never, they say your parent and your family is your first bully, pointing out every insecurity you have and then you wanna, you want your kids to feel beautiful and smart and go to school with people who telling them the same thing you tell them. That's not gonna work. You can't you can't want to be your children's love and shelter, but you're not that. That's materialistic things. If God was only materialistic to you, you would feel hurt. You need to have your spirit be healed. You need to have your spirit be fed. It's okay to have clothes and shoes and all this stuff, but what about my spirit? What about my emotions? What about my mental state? You can't be, you you look pretty on the outside. You got me nice shoes, you got me nice things, but I'm struggling on the inside. One is, some people want to commit suicide, but they look good on the outside. Y'all focus on the outside so much that you don't take the time. You say you listen to your children, but nine times out of 10, you're not really listening because we don't feel safe. You say you create a safe space, but that's nine times, it's not true. Because even though my parents never hit me or they never threatened to hit me, the they words hurt even worse. When you telling me, uh, "I'm," you never say you disappointed in me, but your body language show it all. You you look at me like I'm just some like you can't believe I you raised this. Some people say that to tell kids, "I can't believe I raised somebody like this." Well, if you raised me so so beautifully that you scheduled with, how come I ended up like this? It's a lot of things that go into having a kid and some people don't even, some people res, end up resenting their kids when they have them too young or they have them with the wrong person. And some people just realize that you, sometimes it's too late to recognize the trauma because when you get older and I don't have to spend time with you, how often do you see me? When I don't have to live with you no more, how often do you see me? When I have my, some people get jobs, some people hang out with friends' house because they don't want to go home. And you don't. You refuse to recognize that you yourself have caused your child's trauma, whether you want to admit it or not. And that's the issue.
0: Out of the mouths of babes, um, this clip definitely resonated with me because, um, like I, I talk about all the time. I've been in therapy since 2013 and a lot of the conversations have been about my childhood about my relationship with my parents and how i continue or i i did i did continue a lot of those same cycles and in my other relationships in my life you know coming up and, you know what i'm saying living whatever path that i was living and it is real like i will always say this i believe everybody has a mental illness because nobody came up in a perfect home some homes may have been better and stuff like that but somebody all of us deal with something that was traumatic to us or hurt us or didn't make us feel safe or whatever this young lady made a lot of great points and in the midst of i I listened to the clip a couple of times while i was putting the show together but in the midst of listening to it now like one of the things that popped up into my head was the fact of when i first started therapy back in uh 2013 and i remember um at this at this point um this therapist he was a older white gentleman, and one of the first things obviously he asked me about was my childhood and excuse me, burp number two, I started bringing up you know certain stuff in my childhood um I don't remember exactly what I said to him, but he said something to me that um, I never heard before um from anybody um and obviously i wouldn't have heard it because this was my first time in therapy and at that point i wasn't real vulnerable about you know how my about my childhood or my feelings and stuff like that but this was the first time i heard this whatever i said to him about my you know um my childhood upbringing or whatever he said to me he was like yeah that's abuse he said, um, "You were uh, emotionally and mentally abused," and I remember when he said it, like I kind of got defensive, cause I felt like I had to defend my parents. Because I'm thinking to myself, my first time at therapy, my first session, I'm sitting here thinking, like, who the who the fuck is this white man telling telling me that you know what I'm saying my parents, <laughs> you know what I'm saying abuse me or whatever, but. You know, having time to process it and and everything like that, I remember when I left that first therapy session after that conversation, I cried the whole way home. From the time I got into the car, from the time I stepped to the time I parked in my parking space in my neighborhood, I was crying the whole time. Thank God I had tinted windows. I literally cried for twenty to twenty-five minutes, that whole ride home, because it was kind of a a validation of what internally I always knew to a degree, and not to sit here and and blame my parents or anything like that, because these are this is what cycles are all about. These are what cycles and paths are all about. And this particularly happens in black communities with black families. Right. So. I didn't spend much time with that therapist or whatever, for whatever reason, I forgot that was so long ago. But eventually, as I started going to therapy more. um, It started, I started. To be able to accept the fact that, yeah, I was mentally and emotionally abused, but it wasn't a thing that you know what I'm saying it wasn't totally on purpose or whatever it's part of a cycle you know what I'm saying um but i'm gonna go back to the clip and i'm gonna play you know play the clip and go through some of the things and talk about it, so let's replay the clip.
3: Well, do you want your apparel you to you. be your best friend? And what does it look like? What are you about I mean we wanna we wanna hear what you say. She, somebody's oh, over here. Up. Smiley coming up.
4: So in my house um, with my mom, it was always everything was up for discussion. Everything was up for discussion because my mama is she a real understanding person. So it was really a conversation I had growing up with me. I'm a real knowledge of person.
0: See, I grew up in a home with um, parents that were from the South. And as a kid, what I remember and what, you know, was told to me, I was always an energetic child, always real outspoken, asked a lot of questions and stuff like that. But a lot of times, majority of the time, I was shunned for the questions that I asked, my curiosity, my excitement, and all that other stuff. And that pretty much, like I can pinpoint moments in my mind right now that I won't share, um, but I have shared in therapy that were very traumatic for me with me trying to be open and basically being who I I was, you know what I'm saying, being my true self. And I often asked, well, I often, yeah, asked myself or questioned myself as to am I really an introvert? Am I really a quote-unquote shy person or was I made to be this way? Because you hear all the stories, like I've seen even like videos of myself as a kid and stuff being real real like energetic and real outgoing and stuff like that and then even like like I said I had people tell me this like even I, I've had my mother to, tell me at one point that I was like real outgoing and stuff like that and then all of a sudden I changed and I'm thinking to myself like well I understand you know what i'm saying by going through the therapy and stuff and having these conversations why i changed but i'm like thinking to myself like do you understand why i changed because <laughs> it's obvious to me now you know what i'm saying because i've you know what i'm saying gone to therapy done some work and stuff like that but it may not be obvious to her but yeah so like i've seen myself on video as a little kid like being totally outgoing i'm like i don't really recognize this person compared to who i am today like i'm i overall i'm very introverted i'm very um i can be shy at times i can be very reserved but with um in certain moments with certain people that I've encountered in my life I have been comfortable enough to be this totally outgoing type dude or whatever and it's interesting because I often like try to figure out like is this really you or is this the fear is this anxiety is this social anxiety what is it like you know is this because of those moments that you've had in your past when you was a kid you know what I'm saying when I've tried to be um, outgoing with my parents or ask questions and, you know what I'm saying, have this curiosity or whatever, and I was shunned or whatever. Um, Like, is this, like, who you are today? Is this this really you? Like, I'm very passionate um, for the people who listen to the podcast on a regular. Y'all know certain things I'm very passionate about. So um, it's not that I'll just let, you know, like people walk over me and stuff like that, but I can be too reserved at times and I let things fester a little bit and then I've blown up. But, you know, what I'm saying overall, yeah, I guess since I've been going to therapy, I've been coming out of that shell more and more. or whatever. And I've been coming out of the shell more and more, but it's definitely still like that. That hump that I have to get over but back to the clip
4: knowledgeable person i like to know a lot of stuff so i literally so the way i will come across and say things she'll be like i know you're not coming from a a standpoint of um
0: oh and let me mention this because now i'm just thinking about it like even when i i step out of that shell and I, i i get over that hump with certain people i get I guess similar reactions that I've received when I was a kid, and that may be part of me reliving that cycle and dealing with people who basically, you know, what I'm saying, give me, give me that same treatment or whatever. People who who shun me, who reject me, who abandon me, and stuff like that, because those pretty much like some of the main things that I've talked about and dealt with over. You know what I'm saying? The years, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety or whatever. And that's part of, you know, like when when that foundation is laid, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we deal with as adults and coming up, you know what I'm saying, as adults, we just repeating cycles. Whether we dealing with with the, the faces may be different, but we our energy is attracted to these people who continuously reject us abandon us leave us shun us you know what i'm saying criticize us for for being quote unquote weird or quirky in their eyes but we're just being ourselves and stuff like that yeah but back to the clip
4: trying to be disrespectful to people but some people don't understand you how i understand you so you might have to correct yourself so i literally had a conversation with my mom i was like okay i'm gonna tell you stuff and stop me when i get disrespectful i express my feelings but that don't happen with everybody and so when i was standing up here and you guys were like don't belittle your children but the whole statement of you're not on my level sounds like belittlement to us it's saying you're not as you don't have as much value as me you're not as important to me you don't put up what i put up so you can't have a say so in what we do Mm. you don't pay bills you don't you don't own this house you don't pay
0: yeah and that's the type of household that I, you know what I'm saying, I grew up in. I couldn't ask no questions. I couldn't, you know what I'm saying, I, I'm i the parent, you the child type situation or whatever. But that's how my parents grew up. So then in turn, they repeating cycles and they got brought over to me. So then that's the path I'm living now because this cycle was transferred over to my parents, transferred over to me. So this is the path that I'm living now. I'm looking at it like, you know what I'm saying, I can't express myself. I can't be vulnerable. I can't ask questions. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I feel as though that I'm a burden. I feel as though that I don't matter. So then in turn, when I'm growing up and I'm not, you know what I'm saying, you're not getting no help for anything like that or whatever. So then in turn, your self-worth suffers, your self-esteem, um, your self-love, all that. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff suffers. But once you get once you become an adult, I I remember my mentor told me this right before I started going to therapy because he was pushing me to go to therapy. he was like saying, you know, what I'm saying you at the age now that you can't blame your parents no more. You're an adult. You got to do it yourself. You know, you got to give yourself everything that your parents didn't give you. You got to heal from all of this or whatever. And that was one of the 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 reasons one of the the, the people who. Who actually pushed me and made me feel comfortable enough to start, you know what I'm saying, getting therapy. You know, I'm 40 years old. I started going to therapy when I was 30. So it's been it's only been 10 years. It's only been 10 years that I've been going through my healing journey. So you got that 10 years that I've been going through my healing journey. But then the other the other years that are. much greater, much longer than those 10 years. You can't sit here and just say, you know, well, I'm going to therapy now. I'm I'm a much better person. No. Last episode I recorded, I mentioned the fact that, you know, you, once you go on this healing journey, you will rise above things, but they will never go away. You will have moments where you will be triggered by certain things from your past or things will be reintroduced you know what i'm saying maybe it's a a a a, a lesson or a, a a point in in time where you have to you have to uh you got a chance to reach a new level or something like that you know um i'm in the gym all the time at some point when you lifting weights you can't lift the same weights forever At certain points, you have to test yourself and see if you can lift something heavier. So it's all about testing points and stuff like that. So, but yeah, back to the clip.
4: (laughs) So, and it's good. And it. (laughs) Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. ahead. Oh, yeah. And let me mention this, like, because I always talk about how I go, and um, have dinner with my parents every Sunday. And it's times that I have, it's times, it's moments during those visits where I have to step up and speak up for myself. I can't continue doing, doing the same thing that I was used to doing as a kid or as a teenager or as a young adult or whatever. I have to speak up for myself. So it's moments that I notice or I take note of where i've spoken up for myself and where i didn't spoke up i didn't speak up for myself and i did what i'm used to doing as a little kid like in those moments i can actually feel myself being a child to my parents granted i'm still my parents child but i'm adult and i'm a my own person so i have to take the opportunity in these moments just like any moment in in your life where you've gone through before and you've all always made the quote-unquote wrong choice or whatever but you have a a moment in time where you can make a different choice and it catapults you to another level
4: when you make when you bring up the stuff that you do for your children it makes us feel like a burden. It makes us feel like I can't wait till I grow up so I don't have to be a burden to you anymore. If you say it's like, it's like when you was like, when people be like your parents had a life before you, it makes you feel like I made you so miserable and bitter. And like, I just don't want to be here anymore cause you don't want me to be here anymore. So why should I be here and put my best foot forward? If the person who gave birth to me and made me come in his life, doesn't want me, how am I supposed to look? And-
0: what she's speaking about is basically the projections and people will project on you all day long but it starts from like your parents like a lot of examples that she gave were projections like people projecting on you and from a a early age once a parent starts projecting on you that becomes like almost second nature when you become an adult and other people start projecting their feelings and stuff on you or whatever. And it basically controls you. It's, it's, it's a form of manipulation and have you living somebody else's life or making decisions based off of somebody else's perspective or their fears and anxieties as opposed to what you actually want to do or who you actually are. But then you're so caught up and so far gone in this path that you don't even know what decision you would want to make for yourself.
4: Get somebody else for love. If I feel like I'm not getting love at home, what do you do when you want to have somebody to talk to, but they, they like, you can't talk to them. You go to somebody else to talk to. And that's not who you want us to talk to. How if-
0: and when I heard this part right here, it's funny because I started thinking about, one of the biggest topics when it comes to romantic relationships cheating and this and this is what i say like your relationship with your parents sets the foundation for a lot of stuff for all relationships that you deal with in your life and just to found laying that foundation right there where these kids feeling like they can't get love at home and stuff like that or parents aren't most emotionally or mentally or physically present then they will seek it out somewhere else so then in turn if you are not getting any type of healing no direction or anything like that that's what cheating mostly be about and it's always funny because like um when you hear women talk about, you know, why they cheated and stuff like that, because they didn't get this or they didn't get that or whatever, but then in turn, and I'm not gonna go too far into this, but I'm just using this as an example because I don't want to go away from the this clip. But you will hear a lot of women, or some women, act like it's a it's oblivious or they don't understand why uh why certain men cheat or whatever and it's the same reason it's the same reason you cheated whether emotionally physically or whatever because you weren't satisfied and, and it's always uh, um quick to be like well why don't you just leave or whatever but yeah <laughs> like i said i i don't want to go too far in it so i'm gonna just leave it there but I'm trying to get you to see how these cycles are these cycles and these paths are laid in place in our lives. And we criticize each other all the time or judge each other all the time for the things that we do or whatever and not understanding that we're all in the same boat. We just look at it different or we experienced it a little different or you know what i'm saying the hurt was a little greater because of how we perceived it or whatever you know what i'm saying but it's it's pretty much all the same stuff that we have gone through trauma hurt pain you know what i'm saying is it's all similar but a lot of the stuff that we go through and the cycles that we repeat the paths that we walk are not truly our paths these are things that have been transferred over to us
4: am i supposed to come and talk to you and you don't listen to me but somebody else may listen to me but they not go treat me how you want me to be treated you love me but you don't show it but they don't love me but they act like they love me See? so i'm going to go <laughs> to the person that acts like they love Jeez, me yeah. and not the person who
0: <laughs> when you in these situations you can feel like you can feel totally desperate it is it's, it's it is similar to a coping mechanism just like people run the drugs alcohol or people run to the gym or overeating not eating or whatever people people use people the same way coping mechanism it's a drug it's a it's an outlet it's a hey you know what it is
4: going to go to the person who acts like they love me cuz when you when you grow up like this, and you grow up with people who emotionally stunt your growth, you go looking for other people and you insecure. You go looking for other people for sex, for people who gonna tell you, oh you're pretty. That's why the first person to tell you you're pretty, I'm glad my mama never, they say your parent and your family is your first bully, pointing out every insecurity you have, and then you wanna, you want your kids to feel beautiful and smart and go to school with people who telling them the same thing you tell them. That's not gonna work. You can't, you can't want to be your children's love and shelter, but you're not that. That's materialistic things. If God was only materialistic. To-
0: I forgot who it was. I think it was Ayala. I think it was Ayala. I, I hope it was. But um, it was either Ayala or somebody else. But basically they were saying a lot of parents out here don't raise children. They maintain children. And a lot of parents out here think, you know, because I'm putting food on the table, I'm giving you clothes and and shorts or whatever, that they're being a parent. That's not being a parent. That's just maintaining the child. It's just like having a dog. You feeding that dog. You walking him, making sure he takes his shit and pee. You give him a bath. But then what else? Are you actually interacting with that, that dog? or are you actually interacting with that child a lot of people out here are treating their children like they treat their pets maintaining them
4: you you will feel hurt you need to have your spirit be healed you need to have your spirit be fed it's okay to have clothes and shoes and all this stuff but what about my spirit what about my emotions what about my mental state you can't be you you.
0: like I was talking about with the um masculine energy and feminine energy coming together to have a child or whatever you have to cultivate it's just like using in the context of a plant you have to for all my plant parents out there y'all understand what i'm saying you have to you have to cultivate you have to nurture that plant or it will whittle and die and that's same way with a child same way with a child and i don't have no children I'm not a parent, but I was a child. <laughs> and you have to nurture and cultivate a child. That child is an extension of you. A lot of parents out here, like like she said in the clip or whatever, they resent their children and all this other stuff. They feel like their life is over or whatever. As if that child isn't an extension of their life. You don't have to live through the child. But you can nurture that child, you can cultivate it you you adding on to people so so um in a tizzy about you know what I'm saying my legacy, my legacy, but they're only talking about what the fuck they what they material shit that's their legacy, but your legacy is actually your child. If you haven't seen the movie Lucy, watch the movie, Lucy. What they talk about in Lucy is about, you know, what I'm saying evolution, evolution of, of people and and procreating, making children and, and stuff. And the most important thing about our human existence is passing a long. Our legacy to the next person, to the next man or whatever, that's your legacy. But back to the clip.
4: Look pretty on the outside. You got me nice shoes. You got me nice things, but I'm struggling on the inside One is, some people wants to commit suicide But they look good on the outside y'all focus on The outside so much that you don't take the time you say you listen to your children But nine times out of ten you're not really listening because we don't feel safe You say you create a safe space, but that's nine times. since it's not true Because even though my parents never hit me or they never threatened to hit me the they words hurt even worse it, well, you telling me, uh I'm. You never say you disappointed in me, but your body language show it all. You, you look at me like I'm just some, like you can't believe I. You raised this. Some people say that to that kids, I can't believe I raised somebody like this. Well, if you raised me so, so beautifully that you shared you with, me, it's how come I ended up like this? It's a lot of things that go into having a kid, and some people don't even some people res- end up resenting their kids when they have them too young or they have them with the wrong person some people just realize that you some.
0: and just piggybacking off of that portion of the clip you have a lot of uh parents out here that will treat their kids bad based off of if their kid reminds them of the person that they had a child with and stuff like that so they would take out their frustrations and their anger and stuff on that child because the child maybe looks like the father or looks like the mother or acts like the father or acts like the mother and stuff like that like yeah (laughs) It's, it's it's real and i'm speaking from experience um the things that i've heard in my life about myself as a child or whatever Um, I partially still carry to this day. I fully carried before I went to therapy, but I partially carry today. You know what I'm saying? And I still deal with it, like in uh other relationships, work relationships with you know what I'm saying, coworkers, boss, romantic relationships, friend relationships. I still deal with that. I still get the same feelings, and I and I have to like talk to myself and be like that's not true it's not true it's not true you know what i'm saying stuff like that that shit is real
4: not just too late to recognize the trauma because
0: but i think like what we're, we're always i've always been a real like self-aware person and i think a lot of times like i always i always um deal with uh I always deal with trying to figure out how vulnerable I should be and how vulnerable I actually want to be. Because I feel like a lot of time it's a lot of people out here that aren't self-aware and they can't acknowledge and accept a lot of the things that they've gone through and they're dealing with today that I look like I'm a total mess to them, (laughs) particularly when I when I became more open about my um my struggles with my mental health or whatever and because like in the beginning it was it was seen as that you know what I'm saying I have it all together I'm perfect i'm good looking I got a house i got a go- I got a good job i got you know what I'm saying a car I'm, you know what I'm saying I get all this attention and all this other stuff external shit right but i see i see myself in so many people but it's obvious that these people aren't in the same space as i am to want to correct it or even acknowledge or even able to see it or whatever and i kind of be fighting with this trying to figure out you know what i'm saying how vulnerable i should be how vulnerable i want to be because i don't want to look like the person who is the mess i don't want to push people away because they see me this way and all this other stuff well i don't want to push people away because i'm actually you know what i'm saying more in tune with my feelings and eight and and actually want to be vulnerable and let people know where i'm at and you know what i'm saying where i want to be and what i'm working on and stuff like that because let let some people out here tell it. They ain't got shit wrong with them. But, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I feel like everybody got mental health issues. Nobody, everybody's shit stink out here. And I'm not being facetious. Everybody is <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? Everybody is in a space where they got some shit going on.
4: When you get older and I don't have to spend time with you, how often do you see me? When I don't have to live with you no more, how often do you see me? When I have my, some people get jobs, some people hang out with friends' house because they don't want to go home, and you don't, you refuse to recognize that you yourself have caused your child's trauma, whether you want to admit it or not. And that's the issue.
0: Yeah, but um salute to that young that young um uh, black black girl. Um yeah. Out of the mouths of babes. Um that was real. But yeah. Everything is about cycles, man. Cycles, paths, you know what I'm saying? Cycles being um projected on the you, program into you and then you walking those paths of, you know what I'm saying, somebody else's cycle, you know what I'm saying? That's and that's why breaking the cycle is so important because a lot of a lot of us out here are just living somebody else's life wherever it started from, whether it started from nineteen um 55, 19, 35, 1909, 1865, we following, you know what I'm saying, these are cycles. You know what I'm saying? We living we we not even living our some of us not even living our lives. A lot of us not even living our lives. We living somebody else's lives and in, in a different viewpoint. <laughs> but yeah, that was a good clip. Um Let me see where I'm at. Um yeah, all about cycles and all that other shit, but like everything feed into into that but most of the stuff that I'm about to um most of the clips and posts and things I'm about to talk about was basically piggybacking off of that psychopaths you know what I'm saying this is a term that I that I I came up with myself based off of my own life and my own experience you have you know what I'm saying these terms psychopaths sociopath. I came up with the term psychopath because a lot of us out here are living paths of cycles. Every path, the path we think that we supposed to be walking is not our path, it is a cycle. We walk, the path we walk in is a cycle path. That's what it is. I need to trademark it or whatever, but I got it on tape right now. So if I ever got to go to court, I got it on tape. And I got it written in on paper and all that other stuff. But yeah, cycle paths. A lot of, a majority, shit, the majority of now all of us are cycle paths. But moving along...
3: Women be out here creating super niggas in their mind. They don't even be looking at the niggas right in front of them. That's the difference between men and women. We see who here. Right. Women down here think it's a unicorn nigga with long dick and a lot of money and a weekend house and this nigga write poetry, and a draw, and
0: get a thug and
3: fight and lift weights. and do you crazy? <laughs> you gonna meet this nigga with a lace front on? <laughs> okay, alright, all right, I'm tripping though. <laughs> what 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 do you think, man? Man, that nigga, they want that nigga have everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a weird clip to come off of on what I just played, but I, I think it's relevant for the simple fact and not it just being totally a um a woman thing because men uh, men do that shit too men men and women want this myth myth, myth mythical <laughs> I'm tripping um, mythical figure this superhero this fairy tale person to come and save you you know what I'm saying we feel as though that we can't totally feel safe or love somebody or feel comfortable with somebody unless they're 110% perfect. Not even 100% hundred ain't enough. They got to be over 100% perfect to feel satisfied, to feel comfortable. And that probably won't even satisfy enough but that comes all with the cycles the cycles instead of actually working on ourselves and you know what i'm saying um feeling comfortable with ourselves loving ourselves feeling worth within ourselves doing the internal work we want somebody to provide that for us we want somebody to save us we want you know what i'm saying and then when we get in If we have that mindset, we get in that space or whatever, nothing is never going to say. We always going to find something wrong with the person. Always something to complain about. You ain't doing this right. Um, uh, Keisha, uh, husband, do this or whatever. Or Marcus, wife, do this and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we keep trying to find external things to make us feel whole. Like it's it's crazy because one of my, if, if anybody on here um, is part of the pattern app, um, that was one of my pattern reminders today um, about how I have dealt, I've had a traumatic childhood or whatever and how I, in my relationships, I looked for, um the internal things that i'm attracted to externally and you know what i'm saying i'm trying to find things externally to make me whole but i already have those things within me and yeah it's crazy if you don't have the pattern app go on the pattern app and just just check it out you have to know you should know your date of birth <laughs> but you should also know your time of birth that would help your time of birth and your place of birth is um astrology app but it gives a lot of accurate information um at least with, with me and people that I've had conversations with that are actually on the app or whatever but yeah um yeah a lot of people um a lot of people don't love they don't love uh if they're in romantic relationships or platonic relationships with friends and stuff like that, a lot of people don't consistently or aren't really loving you for who you are. They're only loving you for how you make them feel, how comfortable you make them feel or how how, quote unquote, whole you're making them feel, what they're perceiving as being whole or whatever. But yeah, and that, that all comes down to the cycles and stuff like that, the cycle paths, the paths, you know what I'm saying? Um, And that 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 goes hand in hand with like, that's why I say like social media is just crazy with these memes and shit like that. And when those, because this meme just, this particular meme seems to repeat itself all the time. This meme or post, yeah, if they wanted to, they would or will and all excuse me burp number three that shit is bullshit (sighs) granted i ain't gonna say it's totally bullshit yes it has a degree of um truth to it but it isn't just black and white like that and y'all know lately i've been talking about how people get too caught up into the black and white (laughs) <laughs> the black and white stage or portion or time or place or space of things. And just totally forgetting the gray area as if they don't have a gray area of their own. Um. But, yeah, if they wanted to, they would or will. And I will say this forever. I've been saying this for years, even before <laughs> I started my solo podcast and I was saying it on the unproductive and unapologetic podcast niggas will be consistent for some ass so i don't want to hear that shit about you know what i'm saying um if they wanted to they would type shit that that that's cute and it's convenient but that ain't the and that shit is toxic man that shit is toxic because you you sitting there basically not giving grace to a person you you basically saying that If they make any type of mistake in your eyes, in your eyes, that they're wrong or they're bad, you know what I'm saying? Um, Or if they forget something or they, you know what I'm saying, having a bad day, we just totally forget the fact that, you know what I'm saying, the people that are in our lives actually have their own lives we tend to be entitled and think that everything revolves around our lives solely and forget the fact that people go through through stuff their their selves. like we were individuals before we came together motherfucker <laughs> like seriously um and i'm saying we because i'm guilty of it too and I, I be having to check myself at times. I really do be having to check myself at times. Granted, I already probably made a fool of myself or blown up or said the wrong thing or or did the wrong thing or misinterpreted something and taken it out on. You know what I'm saying? But you have to have that self-awareness where you can, like, damn, man, I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I looked at this wrong. I was tripping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, shit. You know you have to get to that point because people are so caught up into their fears and their anxieties and their and their cycles, the cycles that they're used to going through, the cycles that have been placed upon them, the paths that they've been walking, that they forget the fact that the people that they deal with are individuals just like them. And they got their stuff that they're going through as well. And that's where it comes down to actually communicating, having – difficult conversations and being vulnerable being having that intimacy you know what i'm saying i ain't talking about sex i'm talking about intimacy true intimacy you know what i'm saying but yeah but it is no different between like even talking about this is um what what ties into all of this is is that there's shit that always get posted as well about potential. Don't don't um fall in love with somebody's potential and all this other stuff. And I just be sitting there, Like I was laying in my bed the other night and I'm thinking like everybody got fucking potential. It's, it's, you can look at anybody and see that they have some potential. And, and this is what I be fucking talking about. This shit pisses me off so bad. None of us are per- perfect. Nobody out here is perfect to say that they got it all the fuck together. Like, everybody has potential. Everybody has a flaw. Everybody has something, like something. And we get so caught up into this social media shit, these these quick little memes, this instant gratification or this instant confirmation bias or this, this, this instant recency bias that we forget the fact that Everybody's human just like you are in that moment. But this goes down to, once again, we don't have the tools to manage our mental and emotional um, feelings. We don't. And people don't want to take the time to manage or to work work out or train or whatever. Whatever words you want to fucking use. They emotional and mental intelligence and maturity and shit we will do every fucking else because we following what society says or we comparing ourselves with people on social media so we trying to keep up with the joneses so we out here hustling trying to get the money and all this other stuff and being fucking miserable fucking miserable
2: moving along I remember when an ex of mine told me I was overbearing. That stuck with me for a long time, y'all. And when I asked him, he told me because I acted like his mama. Ah! So I'm gonna help y'all with this one, okay? Let's talk about the unhealthy parent-child dynamics that relationships tend to gear into. And yes, of course, at the beginning, it looks like it's nurturing and it looks like you just care, but sometimes that can transition into you mothering your partner. And yes, it's appreciated at the beginning, but then it can turn out to be patronizing and condescending and just a very unhealthy way of having a relationship. So for women, you need to ask yourself, how am I mothering my partner? Okay, are you always setting reminders? Are you always nagging and expressing your dissatisfactions? Are you always trying to control what it is that they're doing? Are you you putting them on a curfew? What exactly are you doing that's mothering your partner? And it's very easy to write it off whenever you say, oh, they're just reckless. Well, they're not responsible. Well, they don't make good decisions. But truthfully, that's not your problem. That's their problem. So you need to get down to the root as to why you feel as though you need to mother your partner. Maybe in your childhood, you had an unreliable parent. Maybe you had inconsistent parents. Maybe you had to prioritize other people's needs and put yours on a back burner. Maybe you were the older sister that had to take the leadership role. Maybe you had to be the mother when your mom had to go to work. Maybe when you didn't have control of situations and you felt like they were out of your control, maybe now you're being in control so that way you don't go through the same hurt so that way you don't go through the same experiences you need to figure out exactly why you feel the need to mother your partner now the last thing that you want to do is make a man feel like he's going all the way through it again with his mother okay because some men did not have the best relationships with their mothers but like I said in the beginning it could be very condescending it could be domineering it could be patronizing it could just be a very unhealthy dynamic that will end up making him withdraw end up making him rebel end up making him not want to be intimate with with you and it's very easy to disconnect when you're playing mother because the parent-child dynamic in a relationship is very imbalanced and very unequal now women you're gonna have to understand that he has it he got it let him deal with it you do not have to come here and set reminders that's the reason why we have apple watches and technology and everything else you do not have to tell him how to eat you do not have to tell him how to dress you do not have to tell him how to clean it up and if you're doing those kind of things if you're complaining about certain things like maybe if you have children and you're complaining because they didn't bathe the kids like you like them or they didn't dress the kids like you like them or they didn't feed them the food that you wanted to maybe you go and hang out with friends or you go out of town and then you come back the house is clean everything is in order, but it's just not the way that you like it. So you need to ask yourself, is it wrong? Did he do it wrong? Or did he just not do it the way that I like it? Because if that's the case, at that point, you're just literally picking. You'll sit here and blame yourself for the longest for his failures. No, his failures are on him. If he's missing important appointments and important calls and getting to work late because he's not setting reminders or he stands up all night and he can't wake up to go to work, okay? That's on him. If he's drinking all the time, if he's eating crazy and unhealthily and you're constantly trying to express to him that he's making himself sick, okay, let him get sick. You can love somebody to the end of the world and them neglecting themselves will end up being a burden on you. Don't let it be. That is their responsibility. If he is a man, I guarantee you he's going to be a responsible person let him be a man and if he's still acting like a child if he's irresponsible i always say failure and consequences are our greatest teachers in life now on the flip side when it comes to men if she is nagging you she's always expressing dissatisfactions if she is mothering you then you need to go ahead and stress your self-sufficiency if you are just outright completely neglecting what it is that your partner desires, if you're just refusing to meet in the middle because you're choosing to allow your ego to be in the driver's seat because you're choosing to be stubborn because you're not team oriented, then you need to actually look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I really acting like a child? And then that sense you need to show that you're responsible. You need to show the man that you are. There's no way that a woman can trust your leadership if she has to lead in the relationship.
0: And you see you see how all of this all of these clips and the posts and stuff are coming together, right? Cycles. Cycles and you live in these paths that aren't shows. A lot of us have or are currently in relationships with our parents. You know? Whether romantically or, you know, platonically, friendships or whatever, work relationships, whatever, boss, boss, um, employee relationships, whatever. I'm going to go through the clip again. And then I'll, you know, talk about some things. So let me start the clip again. I'm probably not going to get to the blackity black woke segment.
2: (laughs) i remember when an ex of mine told me i was overbearing that stuck with me for a long time y'all and when i asked him he told me because i acted like his mama ah! so i'm gonna help y'all with this one okay let's talk about the unhealthy parent
0: child dy- let me say this first why it's on my mind she's coming from a, a woman's perspective um I'm going to come from a man's perspective right now. And I've been in uh, situations where I felt the need to parent my uh, partner. And I saw the consequences of that, of me inserting myself into their life and their path. Similar to what a lot of parents do, projecting fears, anxieties, and stuff like that. So I had to learn to dial back. To the point where I probably dialed back too much, where it probably looked as though that I wasn't as supportive and stuff like that. But I definitely recognize how my parents' parent to me or lack thereof, and how I projected that onto a significant other. And it's stressful. It's stressful on both ends. Stressful seeing them react to how you are acting, and it's stressful feeling the way that you feel internally, or feeling how you think you need to be to that person or for that person, and it's not lining up. You know what I'm saying? Is no is no type of synergy there at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was something that was. I had to say before I forgot it. But, yeah, let me go back to the clip.
2: ...that relationships tend to gear into. And, yes, of course, at the beginning, it looks like it's nurturing and it looks like you just care, but sometimes
0: that can... Tra- right, it could look like you overly caring or like, I really care about, you know what I'm saying? I really care about her, you know what I'm saying? I really love her, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that she winning and all this other stuff. But you being so hyper... Um, nurturing, hyper-caring, hyper-loving or whatever and you're not even giving nothing to yourself, you know? Transitioning to you, mothering. It's kind of like you doing it. <laughs> it's kind of like you doing it in order to get love back. You know what I'm saying? And I've definitely been in that mindset before uh, where I felt as though I got to give, 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 do, do, do and all this other stuff in order just to prove myself or or get something back or so i won't get rejected or i won't get abandoned or i won't get left or whatever
2: your partner and yes it's appreciated at the beginning but then it can turn out to be patronizing and condescending and just a very unhealthy way of having a relationship so for women you. Need-
0: but i also been on the other end so i i I know both and it's, it's kind of funny because like Like I said earlier about, you know, how outspoken I was, I always wanted to ask questions, I was curious and stuff like that, like, me and my mom bumped heads all the time, and it's funny because me and her are totally opposites when it comes to um, our sign, she's a Gemini and I'm a Sagittarius, those are total opposites, (laughs) total opposites so we always clash we always bump heads or whatever and it's funny because i rebelled a lot i rebelled a lot and i i I noticed myself doing it a lot as an adult being in relationships or whatever when i felt as though that i was being controlled or you know i'm saying people were um being too too um uh, damn, I forgot the word that fast B- being too focused on you know what I'm saying my life, how the moves that I was making and stuff like that um yeah, the decisions I make, how you know what I'm saying, how I moved, and stuff like that um and this started with my uh my mom or whatever, but me getting older and learning a lot of things i I seen it as you know what I'm saying, my mother had an extreme fear a lot of fears and anxieties and stuff based off of things that I learned about in her past or whatever. And she was just projecting that on me. And then in turn, I'm picking that up and I'm passing that on in in my, in my relationships or whatever
2: to ask yourself how am i mothering my partner okay are you always setting reminders are you always nagging and expressing your dissatisfactions are you always trying to control what it is that they're doing are you are you putting them on a curfew what exactly are you doing that's mothering your partner and it's very easy to write it off whenever you say oh they're just reckless well they're not responsible well they don't make good decisions but truthfully, that's not your problem. that's their problem, so you need to get down to the root as to why you feel as though you need to mother your partner
0: yeah and that's that's a that's something that a lot of us do we We um live throughout through our partners and so we we make decisions for them or try to give them advice or try to push them to do certain things that we want to do or we're afraid to do or whatever but subconsciously we're not understanding that internally we're being told these are the things that we need to do these are the things we want to, we really want to do but we trying to push it on to somebody else and that's not their path Maybe
2: in your childhood you had an unreliable parent. Maybe you had inconsistent parents. Maybe you had to prioritize other people's needs and put yours on the back burner. Maybe you were the older sister that had to take the leadership role. Maybe you had to be the mother when your mom had to go to work. Maybe when you didn't have control of situations.
0: I was the I was the quote unquote baby, the young child or whatever. So uh, I I was always in a position where I felt like I had to get my parents to notice me or to love me or to hear me, and I spent a lot of time alone because um my parents wasn't emotionally or mentally present. My dad being he wasn't physically present, even though he was in the household um he was he he was all three, and pretty much my mom was just the emotional and mental so i carried these things on as a teenager as a young adult and as an adult and i projected a lot of that stuff onto other people or i internalized it and i had these extreme fears these extreme anxieties or whatever where i felt the need that i had to be this this perfect person for somebody to accept me or to love me or to notice me and stuff like that and you
2: feel like they were out of your control maybe now you're being in control so that way you don't go through the same hurt so
0: that way you don't go through the same experiences you need yeah so and in turn if i felt like somebody was pulling away from me or or something like that i was self-sabotage i was self-sabotage or i will withdraw myself or i will i will revert back to what i was used to being alone being by myself you know um you know if If these people were acting funny towards me or they were shunning me or they rejected me in the past or whatever, I would keep them at bay and, you know what I'm saying, just be to myself. I've never and I'm being totally honest and like. And this is this is how my mind is seeing it or whatever. I don't think I can I don't think I really had true, genuine friendship that. I could count on and feel that I didn't have to perform or be something in order for them, you know what I'm saying? To, to be there. I've dealt with a lot of people in my life where if I didn't give, I didn't give them what they wanted, everything was transactional. You know what I'm saying? If, if I didn't give them what they wanted, then you know what I'm saying, they they got mad or, or, or they pulled away or I pulled away before, you know what I'm saying, I knew that they was about to pull away because I knew their patterns and stuff like that or whatever. So it's like the older I'm getting, I'm understanding more that, you know what I'm saying, people are dealing with their own stuff or whatever, but I'm still trying to find that balance where I can not totally internalize things and get angry when people you know what i'm saying go through whatever they going through because i don't particularly 100 know all i can focus on is my reactions to things and not look at it like i'm being every situation that i felt rejected or abandoned and that wasn't totally true that's that's what i'm trying to convey you know what i'm saying I've I've been so much in the pattern or the cycle and walking that path of seeing things as being rejection or abandonment that I misinterpret sometimes when it's not the case or whatever. So then in turn I internalize it and I become the, the person who's rejecting or who is abandoning. You know what I'm saying? Damn I'm smart. <laughs> To figure out exactly why you feel the need
2: to mother your partner. Now, the last thing that you want to do is make a man feel like he's going all the way through it again with his mother, okay? Because some men did not have the best relationships with their mothers. But like I said in the beginning, it could be very condescending, it could be domineering, it could be patronizing, it could just be a very unhealthy dynamic that will end up making him withdraw, end up making him rebel, end up making him not want to be intimate with you. And it's very.
0: Yeah. And. Like, going back to that cheating stuff, like cheating, whether it's emotional, physical, or just having a wandering eye, or withdrawing, or, you know what I'm saying, or not being intimate or engaging or vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? That comes down to everybody. Ladies, it just, you ain't the only one that got feelings (laughs) and all that other stuff. But, yeah, we just do it, men do it differently or whatever. Um, But, yeah
2: very easy to disconnect when you're playing mother because the parent-child dynamic in a relationship is very imbalanced and very unequal now women you're gonna have to understand that he has it he got it let him deal with it you do not have to come here and set reminders that's the reason why we have
0: yeah i have you just you have to you have to allow people to live their life you have to allow people to to walk their paths and stuff like that no matter how much you love and care about them but their love and care is more so important for you being there when they come to you and need you as opposed to you stepping in and interfering with whatever lesson that they need to learn or whatever um stepping point that they need to get to and stuff like that or whatever. Um but yeah, it I'm like I said, like you can rise above things, but things are still there. They will still trigger you or whatever. And um, it's, it's to the point where, like, I started to become numb with things um, based off of the relationships and, you know, what I'm saying that I that I've dealt with in my life. And. I don't care about, it'd it, it be like, sometimes I'll just be like, I don't care about, you know what I'm saying, nothing, you can leave, you can leave, fuck you, fuck that or whatever, I've been doing everything, you know what I'm saying, this. the cycle that I've been living in my life is, I'm used to being by myself, and it is times in the past where I looked at it like, yeah, I'm probably gonna be living by myself for a long time, because, like, I become jaded and numb to people's BS. That's how I looked at it. You know what I'm saying? That's how I looked at it. I become jaded. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, you know, it is what it is. Well, you're going to be here for this amount of time. So eventually you're going to roll. Eventually I'm going to push you away. <laughs> it, it's it, It's funny because I know I know my, my my frame of mind with how it was in the past and conversations that I've had with therapists or whatever and I'm about to start um I'm about to start therapy with a new therapist soon so I will keep you updated on that but yeah but um yeah and I see this all the time with with other people and it's crazy and this is why I say like it it boggles my mind the criticism and the the things that people say about me with the um or how people see me, with the current relationships that I've had in my life, or I have in my life, and I'll be i be looking at them like, but you going through the same thing, but they aren't, you know what I'm saying? They ain't they're they're not in the same place that I'm in that they can actually acknowledge and accept the stuff that they're projecting or displaying or harboring or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? I don't hold hold no judgment i just look at it like Man, that's their business but if you volunteered i mean <laughs> my ears are open but yeah you know what i'm saying it's crazy that you can and that's 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 another reason why i was like i, I gotta get off social media because it's 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 too much performance going on to the point where i started internalizing it and and reverting back to cycles, looking at it like, well, what's what's going on with me? What's you know, what's wrong with me? And I know there's nothing wrong with me because I'm actually doing the work or whatever. I'm doing the work. And, you know, what I'm saying I'm I'm actually presently dealing with things that I need to deal with in order to grow and progress and stuff like that. So. I got off of social media and I. And I dedicated myself to being more uh, present and more committed to the things that um, the tools, the uh, the things that I've learned in therapy, you know, ritual, certain rituals and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because wasting a lot of time on social media blindly that don't have nothing to do with my, you know, what I'm saying my podcast for topic wise or just, you know, what I'm saying Certain stuff on there that I learned or whatever and and pulling myself away from things that I know is going to make me a better person, a better man and stuff like that. And it's not to throw judgment or sh- or shade at anybody else. It's just this I'm speaking on me. So if you getting triggered by I wanna say fuck you, but yeah, you getting triggered because <laughs> it's probably you know what I'm saying, it's probably some truth. <laughs> Is it tasting a cider podcast? <laughs>
2: Apple watches and technology and everything else you do not have to tell him how to eat you do not have to tell him how to dress you do not have to tell him how to clean it up and if you're doing those kind of things if you're complaining about certain things like maybe if you have children and you're complaining because they didn't bathe the kids like you like them or they didn't dress the kids like you like them or they didn't feed them the food that you wanted to maybe you go and hang out with friends or you go out of town and then you come back the house is clean everything is in order but it's just not the way that you like it so you need to ask yourself is it wrong did he do it wrong or did he just not do it the way that I like it because if that's the case at that point you're just literally picking you'll sit here and blame yourself for the longest for his failures no his failures are on him if he's missing important appointments and important calls and getting to work late because he's not setting reminders or he stand up all night and he can't wake up to go to work okay that's on him If he's drinking all the time, if he's eating crazy and unhealthily and you're constantly trying to express to him that he's making himself sick, okay, let him get sick. You can love somebody to the end of the world and them neglecting themselves will end up being a burden on you. Don't let it be. That is their responsibility. If he is a man, I guarantee you he's going to be a responsible person. Let him be a man, and if he's still acting like a child, if he's irresponsible, I always say failure and consequences are our greatest teachers in life. Now, on the flip side, when it comes to men, if she is nagging you, she's always expressing dissatisfactions. If she is mothering you, then you need to go ahead and stress your self-sufficiency if you are just outright completely neglecting what it is that your partner desires if you're just refusing to meet in the middle because you're choosing to allow your ego to be in the driver's seat because you're choosing to be stubborn because you're not team oriented then you need to actually look in the mirror and ask yourself am i really acting like a child and then that says you need to show that you're responsible you need to show the man that you are there's no way that a woman can trust your leadership if she has to lead in the relationship
0: Yeah, and that, I think it was last episode. It was even last episode I was talking about that, or it was something that I was reading in one of my books. But they was basically saying how, you know, um, don't don't internalize a lot of the criticism you get as it being, you know what I'm saying, negative or bad. A lot of it is, you know what I'm saying, some of it is constructive. And... We get we take stuff so personally and stuff like that, anything that somebody says to us and we just don't look at it as it being constructive. And sometimes it is constructive criticism, but we don't want to take take the time to sit sit down and actually look at what somebody is saying to us because we always on defense mode or we we paying so much attention to what somebody else what the other person that is is speaking. The person who is speaking to us, what they do or what, you know what I'm saying, what they do that irritates us or annoys us and stuff like that or what they've done to hurt us or whatever, that we don't, we look at like, well, shit, how you going to tell me something and you this way and all that other stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. On to the next clip.
1: There is one thing that will take a relationship down quickly and that is when people start making unilateral decisions. This is what it looks like. Oftentimes, two people come together, and they're in a relationship, and they're dating, and they're cultivating this relationship. They may be become married, but they still operate independently. And this is where the trouble lies. When you don't lean into really being in a relationship, which is in turn a partnership, and you don't do things mutually and think of things as you do things to mutually benefit your relationship, you are still operating singularly and you will never get the full benefits of a healthy long-lasting satisfying relationship it will always be limited because you're not coming together the most successful relationships are people who learn to partner they're people who learn to lean into their partner to lead on things where they know they may be a little weaker it's not being afraid of that that is called relationship symmetry relationship balance what do you guys think until next time xoxo
0: yeah more, more. What I, what I've been talking about. More that, more the things that align with all the other clips and the conversation that, you know, we so individualized and on guard and you know what I'm saying on defense and you know what I'm saying dealing with the things that was p- placed on to us and the things that we dealing with that we not healing from and stuff like that that we will sabotage our relationships we will sabotage them because you know we in this we got this extreme fear we got this extreme anxiety we trying to um compensate for stuff that we didn't get as a child and all that other stuff so yeah I mean it's nothing else really much to say off of this clip (laughs) that's why I say it's important to be careful about the words that you use and that's why I say relationship is is just a casual thing. Partnership is when you actually working together. You who is going to be your uh you know, your partner in life as opposed to who you're gonna be casually relating to. And and relationships is just all about relating. You know what I'm saying? You can relate with anybody and I and I'll say this all you have a relationship with everybody that you deal with. On a daily basis Even just random people The person that you Standing in line Behind or in front of You relating to them In some way Y'all both grocery Shopping together Y'all both standing In the same line together Y'all may have Bought the same uh, The same package Of chicken Or something like that And then y'all Spark up a conversation Off of that Or you in the same Bumper to bumper Traffic as somebody And they cut you off That's a relationship Right there You are relating to that Person off of being That bumper to bumper Traffic or whatever But a partnership Is actually working together and getting you know i'm saying living this life together you still are individuals in your own right but you're coming together and collaborating on this life together and although i I keep pushing this and using these terms and you know i'm saying have my viewpoints or whatever i'm not perfect on it i'm still learning but i just come to the realization of what's more important on it you know i'm saying in the past couple of years let me see where we at before i let this episode go oh yeah this this i got it. i gotta end this 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 is about there to is be one thing. my fault this is about to be a a, a, a part of a, a series right here so i'm done with psychopaths this episode will be titled psychopaths psychopaths part one i will come back for part two um, because I'm definitely not finished, and I'm not getting to know blacky black woke segment <laughs> over this. So yeah, I was kind of um trying to figure out where I was gonna go with this with this episode or whatever. But um, the yeah, you know, like I said, all these episodes come together through you know uh through God because like there's is, n- is no way that <laughs> I came to the to the decision of going with these topics and these clips first um, before Blackity Black Woke segment and it was for a reason and yeah. So thanks on that. But um, let me say, I always, and uh, every episode off with a song, so I'm gonna end it off with this uh, Pac song. Let me see. Let me cue it up properly before I play. But yeah, um... Check out my new blog post on Greatest I Am blog. And like I said, I'm not on social media right now, so I'm not going to be promoting the sh- the shows on social media. So if you if you feel um up to it and you want to do it, you know, share a share a uh, podcast episode and all that other good stuff or whatever. Um, Either way, I'm I'm doing this because I, uh, I enjoy it and I love it. And um, it it does bring value to me when i'm not caught up into stuff outside of it but yeah um i appreciate all the the love all the um follows all the listeners all the downloads all that good stuff and i'm ending it here this is a taste to consider podcast i'm your host derek silver and i'm ending it right now
3: looking for these better days you ain't lying OFTB up in this place. Better days Hey, better days Got me thinking about better days Better days, better days, better days Hey, better days Got me thinking about better days Time to question our lifestyle, look how we live Smoking weed like it ain't no thing So even kids wanna try now Then lie down and get ran through Nobody watches them, clocking the evil man too Faced with the demons, addicted to hearing Screaming, guess we was evil since birth. Product of cursed scenes. Cause even our birthdays is cursed days. A born thug in the first place, the worst ways. I love to see the block in peace, with no more dealers and crooked cops. The only way to stop the peace. and only we can change. It's up to us to clean up the streets. It ain't the same. Too many murders, too many funerals, and too many tears to seen another brother buried. Plus I knew him for years. That's by his family, but what could I say? Keep your head up and try to keep the faith and pray for better days. Better days, better days, hey, better days Got me thinking about better days Better days, better days, better days Hey, better days Got me thinking about better days Thinking back as an adolescent Who would have guessed that in my future years I'd be stressing Some say the ghetto sick and corrupted Plus my PO won't let me hang with the brothers I grew up with Trying to keep my head up and stay strong All my homies laying, yeah, yo all day long But they wrong, so I'm solo low and so broke Saving up for some joys, cause they dope I got a girl and I love her, but she broke too And so am I, I can't take her to the place she wanna go to So we argue and play fight All day and night, making passionate love to the daylight Plus we about to get evicted, can't pay the rent Guess it's time to see who really is your friend Tell me you're pregnant and I'm amazed. So many blessings while we're stressing, looking for the better days. With me, gotta mess with him. Still dressing like grown men when rolling. Out in the dark, smoking Newports, gaming marks. Got a place in my heart, homie. Stay smart, locked you up in the pen and gave you three to ten. I send you letters with naked flicks of old friends. Hoping you well, I know it's hell doing time in the sales. You need mail when you in jail. And me, I'm doing cool. I settled down, had a family, working at night school. Every once in a while I reminisce And I wonder how we ever came to this I miss the better days Better days Hey, better days I know, got me thinking about better days I want the Better days, better days Better days Hey, better days Got me thinking about
0: It's a taste to consider podcasts.